0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania
1: Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham.
2: And welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School and we are on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director for the Wharton MBA for Executives program right here in Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter, and we are here with the dream team, Michelle and Dion, who make the show sound awesome every week. Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time, we are live and taking your calls right now at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942 7866, or you can tweet at Dr. Don Graham throughout the show, and we are. Super excited because May is Military Appreciation Month and we are going to spend this entire show dedicated to the people that um, you should be thanking every day. Over the past 13 years, roughly 2.4 million active and reserve members of the U.S. Armed Forces have left the military and returned to civilian life. In the next four or five years, another million will make this transition. On today's show, we are giving back um Doing our small part to help this be the best year for all of our transitioning military and to help us with that. Today, we welcome two fantastic guests in studio, and I'm very excited. Both have extensive experience in military to corporate transitions. First, we have Carol Eggert, who is a retired brigadier general and current senior vice president of military and veteran affairs, where she works collaboratively across Comcast NBC Universal, to provide strategic leadership to all aspects of program and outreach engaging the military and veteran community. We also have Ed Carr, who is a retired sergeant first class from the U.S. Army. And during his 23 years of active duty, he went on multiple deployments and held jobs as a combat medic. And executive assistant, a regional medical recruiting director. Ed joined Comcast NBC Universal in June of last year and currently is a senior project manager for military and veteran affairs. First off, thank you for your service and thank you for coming here today. Thanks so Thank much you. for inviting us. Yeah, we're we're very excited. We have a large veteran following and I'm I was just so excited to do this show because this is probably one of the hardest transitions you're ever going to make. I, I do a lot with career switchers and in my my day job and also with clients who want to just, you know, do something different. But I think this is one of the most difficult transitions because when you go from from active duty to civilian status, it's not just a change in jobs, it's a change in virtually everything, every aspect of life, your career, your responsibilities, the culture, communities, homes, lifestyle, healthcare, everything. So I'm wondering if we can just start out by um, I'm gonna ask each of you, you know, what was the top challenge when you made the transition? And for those of you just tuning into Career Talk, we are taking your calls all hour at 844 Wharton. that's 844 942 So if you are a transitioning veteran or if you're friends or family with one and you are looking to help them out, we want to spend this entire hour focused on you. 844 Wharton. that's 844-942-7866. Michelle is ready to take your calls. So Carol, let's start with you. What is the biggest? What was that, that? The toughest part of that transition from military to civilian life for you?
1: I don't know that my um, transition was all that different than everyone else's, but I think there are some major challenges that we all face, and that's understanding the private sector and the differences between the military and the private sector, and adjusting to that, particularly in compensation, in language, in transferable skills. Um, So there can be quite a few challenges there. Now, we can talk about lifestyle challenges. You're not moving anymore. You have to find schools for your kids. The military helped you with all of that, and then you're on your own. But if you just think about career transition, I think there's quite a few challenges.
2: So, yeah, and that's one of the things I want to make sure we cover today. What are the challenges, but also... In your experience, both of your experiences, what are the solutions? What do people need to be thinking about? So, so what about you, Ed? What what was that that moment that you're like, ah, oh, this is this is going to be tough?
3: So, I, that pretty much started off with, uh, <laughs> what did I want to be when I got out of the army? I mm-hmm. mean, that was pretty much a thought I never had. So, uh, till the end, um, probably the last year is when I started really thinking about it, which in retrospect now was about a year too late to start having that. Mm -hmm. that thought process of what i'm going to do in my next career so i mean that was probably the biggest part was coming up with what did i actually want to do um and then building my plan off of off of that so I, i would definitely say that's probably the toughest part
2: so are there programs to help you with that to, you know when you say okay i'm ready to make this transition are there there programs that that people can be i, I think one key point you just made is start early <laughs>
3: yeah start early definitely start early.
2: so so are there there actual programs in the military that help you figure out what you want to do what those jobs are
3: so so yeah they do they have a program in the military um so in the army they have the uh they call it soldier for life tap program uh, transition Assistance program um I think the key thing with that is it's a good program, but once again, it's it's a program where you have to get into early. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eligible to most people, like within the last two years of being in, in the service, you're eligible to go to the class. But in my case, I waited till the last six months to go to the class where I found there was a, a lot of other programs that they offer through that that would have helped me through that process that it was just too late for me to attend them at that time so
2: so yeah so start early so if you're you're even thinking about it i mean 2 years is that is that what you would recommend i would
3: definitely recommend 2 years
2: so okay and then um so figure out what you want to do and that's a big deal because my understanding about how a military is is that you i mean more or less are, are assigned different things versus having the opportunity to explore. So this is kind of new territory, right, Carol?
1: Yes. And and just to tag on to what um, Ed just said, so the Department of Defense has done a great job in understanding that there's a big need out there to support transitioning service members. So Transition Assistance Program, they've changed much of those requirements. It's now mandatory. So those those resources are there. So I would say if you are, in fact, a transitioning uh, military member still on active duty, Check out those transition services and check them out early, as Ed said. Um,
2: where do they find those, Carol? Like, like, where do you even start?
1: Well, if you're on a military base, it's very easy. Those, okay. those services are available to you um, through your career center, through your um, the career the um, classes that are available. Mm-hmm. So that's not difficult. Where I think a lot of folks have challenges are when they're already out and then they think. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that you said, what do you want to do? And I think that's a real challenge for a lot of military people. It's not like you have to pick one thing. Mm-hmm. Think about that wide variety of skills that you have and where they can apply. Don't don't limit yourself to one job title. Think of yourself as all the skills you're bringing and where might that fit by searching all the different jobs. And don't self-select out so many military members will see job descriptions and say, oh, I'm not qualified for that. Because in the military, it's very clear what you're qualified for and what you're not. Yes. Yeah, correct. So so be open to what skills you're bringing and give yourself the benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah. And here's, the, here's a big secret. Most people don't have 100% of the, the requirements on a job description. I usually say, look at the top three. Look at the top three. Things that a company is looking for, and and break that down into transferable skills. So you know if, if it's leading a team or if it's um, selling or things of that nature, break that down. Not there, like us as we're looking for jobs, we want the ideal job. Companies want the ideal candidate, but they don't exist in the same way. The ideal job doesn't exist. So if you're listening, look at those top three, break it down into your transferable skills, and then look at what you've done that have a similar flavor to that, and I think that's the best way to go. That's really good advice. Hey, if you're just tuning in, it is Military Appreciation Month, and we are super excited to be celebrating that on Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, Career Director for the Wharton MBA for Executives Program, and we are very fortunate to have two great veterans from Comcast, MBA Universal, with us who work in military and veteran affairs, retired Brigadier General Carol, Carol Egger and Retired Sergeant First Class Ed Carr, who are helping all of our listeners today to make those tough transitions from military to civilian. So, um, Carol, you were talking a few minutes ago about understanding the private sector. And how that's just culturally very different. Um, so hey, if we have some, uh, listeners out there who've made that transition, you want to share how that culture is different for you, give us a call at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942 Or if you're listening and you have a family, a loved member of, uh, you know, friend, any of those things who are transitioning, you want to know how you can best help that person. We'd like to hear from you at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942 So, what what are some of the things that that transitioning military need to understand about the civilian culture that's different from work in the military?
1: Well, there's certainly a lower risk factor.
2: Lower risk <laughs> in terms of um, if you make a mistake, chances are you, you might get written up. But
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, like we, we like to joke, well. Hey, it's a great day. Nobody's shooting at me.
2: Yeah, you know, and and for those of you who are listening who are not in the military, you and you're hating your job right now. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. No matter how bad your day is, probably no one's shooting at you. So,
1: <laughs> but I also would suggest that we look for the similarities. So yes, maybe the words are different, but in the military, you're in a team. You're trying to accomplish a mission, solve a problem or multiple problems. Mm-hmm. And that's no different than the civilian community. So look for those uh, similarities rather than the differences. The names are different. The words are different. Compensation is different. But we're all in this together to try to accomplish a mission. And I think in the private sector, that's exactly what you do. Mm -hmm. Be a real um, productive team member. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the same characteristics.
3: I I would agree with all that. And and what I get a lot from My own experience and from a lot of the veterans I talk to, um, that is a common thing that we all notice is it moves much slower than the military moved and decision-making processes and stuff like that, Um, especially a lot of the hiring process. A lot of times I I talk to a lot of talent acquisition people, um, and they – the number one thing I hear back from talent acquisition is a lot of, you know, wow, these military people are really persistent and pushing on getting mm-hmm. the jobs. And I always explain to them, well, think about it. The last time they went for a job, they had a recruiter pursuing them, a military recruiter mm-hmm. pursuing them. So they're used to a lot more uh, quicker feedback on the on the hiring process. And, and so I, the one thing I tell a lot of people all the time is be patient in this process. It It will happen, but... Not on the time frame that you th- you're used to uh with the military,
2: Amen to that. I will say that as a former recruiter, hiring moves at a glacial pace, so it's like it's like you know when you're on the treadmill and like all of a sudden time <laughs> starts to move backwards, you know it's like ah <laughs> that's the kind of uh that's the kind of time frame that that we work with in companies, and the reason being i mean hiring is important, but The day-to-day stuff is still going on. People are on vacation. So things just take a little time. But, um, yeah, really good point. We're going to go to Kyle in Florida. Kyle, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today?
0: Hey, I wanted to make the point that uh, when I got out of the military, I didn't realize this, but if you're in the military, you're reeking of integrity.
2: Reeking. I love that word.
0: (laughs) Great word. Employers are looking for somebody that's not going to steal from them and is not going to show up late. And it's going to basically do what they say they are going to do. And that if you capitalize on that and an employer can believe that, you got unlimited power in any place you can go.
2: Kyle, I, I, I totally agree with you. First, I have to ask you, are you are you former military? Are you in the military?
0: Uh, I was a former Civil Engineer Corps officer in the United States Navy. I served in the Philippines and domestically managing construction contracts.
2: Wow. Thank you for your service. And how was your transition? What did you find to be the, the most challenging part for you?
0: Well, it was really challenging because I was overseas, and I just had a baby and a new wife, and uh, I was in the Philippines. And so I went to—I developed a resume, I bought a book called "What Color Is Your Parachute?" It's mm-hmm. really good. Classic, yep. Uh, and then I had a four-color brochure put together, Ooh. and I, I mail merged that to eight hundred people, uh, eight hundred companies that I hand-selected from the Standard and Poor's register. And I had more interviews than I could ever go on. So it was really effective. Use the mail merge. Use the shotgun effect. It really works well. You know what
2: I love about that, Kyle? I love your resourcefulness. I love that you're like, I'm going to figure this out. Because I think that is a key aspect of a military personality, too, is you have to figure it out. You you don't have the option of you know going home and say, oh, I'll we'll work on that tomorrow. It's like, I have got to figure this out. So that resourcefulness. And um, I don't know if you have a LinkedIn profile, but I really I really kind of want to see in the headline, reeking of integrity, because I, I think that would be extremely original. I love that word. Um, and I completely... Right, well, you
0: can you can see my work at kylejensenarchitect.com. Thank you. There you
2: go, <laughs> Kyle. Thank you for your service. Uh, we appreciate it. If you've got a question or you've got a tip, maybe you've transitioned as... Um, you know, a military uh, individual to a civilian job. We would love to hear those tips all hour long. 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866. And hey, if you just want to give a shout out to the military and thank them, this is Military Appreciation Month. This is the month to do it. So we are here with two awesome guests. We are here with um, Carol Eggert and Ed Carr, who work in the Military and Veterans Affair section of uh, Comcast NBC Universal, sharing all of these great tips with you so i will agree i agree with kyle one of the things i say to my clients is if you've had military service slap it on that resume front and center because i completely agree there is a a character profile of integrity follow-through responsibility all of these things like that 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 it's like a badge that just says i am an awesome human being i mean is that is that something that you guys uh, would advise as well
1: Yes, most definitely. In fact, um, the Chamber of Commerce did a study about military bias, mm-hmm. and the bias was on the positive side. Mm-hmm. and found that employers had a positive bias to, to those who, in fact, have military experience. And that might be a little bit different from, think about the returning Vietnam vets, where our country had a tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's totally different now. So I think it does um, give you a leg up,
2: yeah, I agree. I'm always saying put it on your LinkedIn profile, put it front and center, um, put it on there, because I agree. But the interesting thing is that, you know, I think isn't it that same study, Carol, that said, but people still don't understand how to hire military. So it's like we want you, but we don't know how to, to get you or where to put you.
1: Well, that's that's definitely true. And um, it, we call it the civilian military divide An understanding of the military community, military acumen. And we're not going to hire if we don't understand this population as a talent channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is all kinds of efforts out there to lessen that divide. We've put together an online resource for all of our our. Um, team members and all of our folks at Comcast and NBC, they can go in and what's a military rank? What are these job codes? What's the pay scale? Mm -hmm. Understanding what rank they're coming in at, what are they leaving? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think without that, so there's there's an onus on the employer to make an effort to reach out and understand the military community. And then to Ed's point of patience, let's be patient with them as transitioning military and help them understand a little bit. Don't give up. If the first point, you don't feel they understand what you're talking about. hmm
2: Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things that, I mean, we strive to do as, as career coaches. But, I mean, I feel like everybody needs to strive to do because um, there are some statistics out there about how many transitioning military are are literally out there trying to get jobs. And we know they're great people. I think it's 7% of the nation's population are, are veterans. That's That's like... 22 million people we know these are great employees we know they come with i mean one of the things i always say is I, i believe in the military you're given a lot of responsibility at a very early stage in your career i mean the things that you're doing are are incredible so i feel like it's all of our responsibility as civilians especially as civilians who are in a hiring role or in you know an organization where or you know we want more of, of these types of employees to come here to understand this. So I, I love fun facts. And the, these, um, here's my, my effort for people to, to just learn more about the military in a, in a fun way. All right. So I found this to be interesting. The U.S. military has a secret, nearly silent type of Velcro, which reduces the ripping noise by over 95%. Now, my question to you guys is, where do I get this secret Velcro? Do I don't guys- know. <laughs> join, join the
1: military. Join the military.
2: That's- all right, that wasn't as easy. I thought maybe on Amazon or something <laughs> I could get it. But, um, hey, if you're just tuning in, it is Military Appreciation Month here on Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. And we are here with two awesome guests um, who are answering all of your questions related to military to civilians to civilian transitions, um, retired Brigadier General Carol Eggert and retired Sergeant First Class Ed Carr, who are both here from the Military and Veteran Affairs team at Comcast. uh, NBC Universal, you guys have all these names now, it's like, it's gotten gotten more difficult to say. But if you'd like to join the conversation, we'd love to hear from you at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. Maybe you are in transition. Maybe um, you're the spouse of somebody in transition and you'd like some tips on how you can look at um, different opportunities for yourself. Or maybe you're just a vet or a um, somebody who's appreciative of a vet who wants to share that on air. Today is the day. May Military Appreciation Month. We're here at 844 844- or Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. Taking your calls all hour on Career Talk. So we're talking about some of the challenges in the culture of, you know, this switch. But what are some of the common errors that you've seen with maybe military um, transitioners who are applying that, you know, they just wouldn't know otherwise. Because I think one of the things we can do on this show today is say, here are the errors that, that we see often. Don't do these things. This will make your life much easier if you just don't do not do this. What what are those things?
3: I, w- I would say number one is <clears throat> setting your expectations way too high. Uh, and it, and it's, it's common because, as you said earlier, uh, usually people in the military are given high levels of responsibility very early on. Um, case in point i was 19 stand in put, uh, a medic for 15 infantry guys and it was me i was the doctor the the medic the trauma medic the everything anything medical for this group and i was 19 years old um, and then it just went from there so yeah a lot of times we have added responsibility levels at a very young age um, and then when it comes time to transition out a lot of times we expect these lofty positions um, that we don't have the civilian credit yet mm-hmm. to, to have those positions. So a lot of times when I'm talking to uh, transition uh, military people and this comes up, well, I did this job or that job and I should be able to do this in the civilian world. A lot of times the advice we give them is, you know, you may have to take a slight step back initially, but your, your star will shine the second you get into the, that company they will see what the responsibility level that you can help you can have. Because these are business decisions for these companies to put their trust in you, um and they don't want to make the wrong decision. So um yeah, a lot of times we say, you know, take a step back. Once you get in once you get your foot in the door, your star will shine and you'll you'll go to where you're you're supposed to be.
2: One of the things I've read around that, um Ed, is that uh when uh Military do transition like they're often at least initially bored and they're like, I'm not getting to use my training and the, the goals or the mission isn't really as exciting. And so so I can see that that being, you know, just like you said, you're 19, you're giving all this responsibility. And now you kind of have to earn your your civilian cred. And, and so how do you kind of balance all of that? Because I can see it being a very difficult thing personally, to struggle with my job is really not that interesting.
3: I I hear that question a lot. I do get that one a lot also. Um, And it goes back to the first thing I said is deciding what you want to do or or figuring out what you want to do after the military. And it goes into your plan. And if you don't take the time to actually figure that out, um, then a lot of times you're going to have those uh, positions where you just don't feel the passion you once did. I mean, obviously, there's a huge difference in – The passion and the job that you just left in the military um, to to the civilian side. Not so much for myself, because I'm fortunate enough, I still work with the military members every day, day in and day out. So I don't feel that loss as much as as my counterparts do that I I talk to. Um, But it's definitely out there. And I think it's just you have to find something that drives you. Um, it, the mission may be different mm-hmm. and I'll use that term, the mission, but whatever, whatever company you, you go work for, um, take the time to research them. If you're applying, um, research what their goals are and what their vision is. It's most corporate America or more, most companies in corporate America, they have the same setup as we do in the military In the military all the way down to the lowest level. You have a mission and you have, you know, your, your mission goals and all the in corporate America has the same thing. Just. Do a little research into the company you're applying for, and if their goals and their vision aligns with yours, then it'll be a much simpler or much easier for you to uh, to get behind it and have that drive.
2: Yeah, so it's about digging beneath like the verbiage and and the actual words and finding that common that common alignment. So you know, or creating it. it, it um creating your plan as if it is similar to what you did in the military and kind of saying, how does this look the same, even if a company doesn't define it that way? Hey, if you're just if you're just tuning in, um we are here all hour on Career Talk Taking your Calls If It's Thursday, noon Eastern time, we are live and Michelle is manning the phones at eight four four Wharton. That's eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and hey, did you know that the Air Force's F 117 fighter uses aerodynamics discovered during research into how bumblebees fly I did not know this but there's many more fun (laughs) facts like that on themint.com in case you're interested but right now we are going to go to the pre-break quiz quiz there's a quiz? Yes, there's always a quiz, Dion. You know this. So this of course is a military themed question in uh, in light of military appreciation month all May long. And hey, if you haven't today, go hug a veteran. They'll appreciate it. So here's a pre-break quiz. Based on population Based on population What is the largest military base In the United States Based on population What is the largest military base In the United States If you think you know You can give us a call at 844-WARTEN That's 844 942 And you're listening to Career Talk On Sirius XM Channel 111 We will be right back
0: You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School.
1: Here again is Dr. Don Brown.
2: Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM, Channel 111. And if you are tuning in on Thursday noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, you've caught us on Military Appreciation Month. And this show is all... Day dedicated to helping military members find awesome jobs in the civilian world. So if you've got a question, if you have a solution, we would love to hear from you on both. You can give us a call at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. And helping us with this awesome topic is Carol Eggert, who is retired brigadier general and senior vice president, military and veteran affairs at Comcast NBC Universal and Ed Carr who's retired Sergeant First Class from the US Army and he is a senior project manager in military and veteran affairs at Comcast NBC Universal. And to kick us off, we're going to go to Russ in Oklahoma. Russ, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today?
0: Well, hi and thanks for taking my call. Uh hi. I uh, am an Air Force uh, former Air Force officer. Uh, flew jets for about ten years, then left and went to law school. And I've uh, practiced law for a little over twenty-four years. But I'm looking to to do something uh, in my uh, next career, which is I want to to give back uh, even more than the public service that I uh, that I've done in my uh, lengthy career here. Uh, and I think a really good fit would be, for me personally, would be to work with veterans mm-hmm. as they transition and, and, and either go to employment with uh, corporations or to even start their own businesses and uh, to help them uh, help guide them through that or uh, maybe even uh, be involved with them to employ some, some of them.
2: Well, Russ. First, uh, Amy, thank you. Yeah, thank you for your service, first of all, and thank you for calling with such an important question. And I am um, I am certain that that Carol and Ed have a lot of ideas. So, Carol, I'll turn it over to you.
1: Uh, so, thanks thanks for that question. And it's it's not surprising to me. Uh, studies have shown that military folks are more likely to give back to their communities than the general population. I think it's that whole attitude of service. And there are so many opportunities out there for you. When you think about entrepreneurs, there's um, Bunker Labs. And there, these, these organizations I mentioned are always looking for volunteers to help them or for paid positions. Um, and when you think about um, just helping military members in transition, you have numerous for-profit as well as nonprofit organizations. So if you just searched uh, giving back to the military community, so many of these things would pop up. Um, Where you could find a place to assist with transition all of your veteran service organizations. So think think um, Red White Team Red White and Blue Team Rubicon American Legion VFW. Many of those have um, civilian um, transition programs. So no shortage of ways you can help.
2: That is awesome. Thank you, Carol. Russ. Thank you for your service. Thank you for wanting to give back. I think that was a great list to start from. And I think there's going to be such a need. Um, There already is such a need for this. So we really appreciate it. We really appreciate you giving us a call on Career Talk. We're here all hour at 844-WHARTON, 844 942-7866 and I thought this was a fun fact the navy bell-bottom trouser was introduced in 1817 you can roll them above the knee when washing decks to make it easier but even more so trousers can also be used as a life preserver just tie the legs in a knot and swing them over your head to fill them with air so there you go there you go Um, next time you're on a boat wear (laughs) bell-bottoms it may save your life we're going to go to Stephen in Pennsylvania Stephen welcome to Career Talk how can we help you today
0: Oh, I would like to thank the two who are on today for their service and it's uh, a great program you're having for this weekend. Thank you kindly. A question. We are employers in the Philadelphia area. How do we go about uh, finding great folks like this in the service um, who are transitioning into the private sector?
2: Yes. Great question. So how do employers maybe who don't have the, the resources that, that, that Comcast does,
1: and how, how do they start finding military? Just I mean, So uh, I'm glad you asked that question. You said you're representing employers who are looking for military talent. Did I get that right? Absolutely. Correct. Okay. So there are, once again, there's numerous resources out there. I would suggest starting with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Hiring Our Heroes, nonprofit that okay. helps uh, employers understand and find military talent. Comcast is trying to take the lead in this area, and to help with um, military acumen and understanding the military community, we sponsor the Comcast Employer School. So check out PsychArmor, psycharmor.org, and you'll see a list of courses that help employers understand where to find and how to support military talent. But once again, no shortage of that. Um, and there are also employer coalitions that uh, work together in this space to help employers build these types of programs.
2: Yeah. And Steven, in the Pennsylvania um, area in particular, these there's the, the greater Philadelphia, um, Veterans Network, which is is something that we, we've had the head of that program on the show as well. So um, I never get the acronym right. GPVN. G-P-V-N. Thank yep. you. <laughs> thank you. GPVN. Um, so that may be another place to connect with as well. So first off, thank you for giving us calling call and career talk, Stephen. But even more so, thank you for asking a very important question. Because I know there are probably a lot of employers who have heard the first half of the show and how awesome these candidates are. And they're like, where can I find them? <laughs> how do I get to, to these awesome candidates? Hey, if you have a question, if you have a comment, or if you just like to thank a military member, you can call us at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942 7866. You're listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, or you can tweet your questions, shout out, or tip for a transitioning military member to at Dr. Don Graham. Or you can get great tips at dononcareers.com. Send to your email every week. But let's go ahead and answer the pre-break quiz. Okay. So based on population, what is the largest military base in the United States? We're going to go to Jeff in Pennsylvania. Jeff, what do you think?
0: I think, my, I think it's Fort Hood, Texas.
2: So you were in your car, right? So you couldn't have Googled right. it. All right. See that, that's that's. Oh, no,
0: no. <laughs> I'm, I'm racing along here at seventy five
3: miles an hour. Oh my God, be safe. On Interstate
2: <laughs> Oh my God, and you've been on hold. My goodness. All right, I, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but actually, that is not the correct answer. But it is. Mm. I will tell you this. I will. By acreage, it's the second largest. Um, so that might be, that might be what, what kind of led you in that direction. But, you know, Dion, you know, I'm, thank you, Jeff, for giving us a call. Be safe. You're, you're, you're scaring me a little bit driving at 75 miles an hour. But, like we talked about on a, another show, Dion, you don't want to be doing what in the car?
1: Changing your clothes. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Or, or counting the high number of straws that apparently some people it's have. Not a
1: high number. Can't wait. I just have a couple, just in case.
2: <laughs> the high number. It's actually, what, do you remember what it was, Dion? What? That people had in their glove box? Uh, Ketchup. Ketchup. Yeah.
1: See? I, I know all the
0: answers after I
2: right? know. I know. <laughs> all right. So what do you think? What do you think?
0: All right. I was actually thinking Texas. So I'm going to go with the only other one that I can name off the top of my head and say Andrews Air Force
3: Base. Uh... Everybody's shaking their head no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> are, are Our two... <laughs> like, two military like, experts over. are in here looking at you going... For shame, Dion! For shame! We, we, I'm sorry. We should have warned you about that. That I, we, I
3: was going to be wrong.
2: <laughs> but we love Dion so. Um, we one of these days, Dion. Um, Go back to Fern. Anything, where anything I can Fern. answer? Fern. I know. I'm good. Fern pants. In pants. Ketchup. Exactly. <laughs> Michelle, do you have a guess? I have a guess. I'm going to guess the only one that I'm familiar with. Well, actually, there's two I'm familiar with, but there's one um, that's particularly close to my heart because I grew up in mm. Louisville, Kentucky, listening to the booms from Fort Knox. So I'm just going to guess Fort Knox in Kentucky. No. Ah, no no all They're right
3: shaking their heads again i know <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's, it's, it's not just me no no i
2: mean I have, I have a list here so i didn't know either i would have no idea but um all right come on come on i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to you, you ed i'm gonna
3: take a guess so my first choice was actually hood too but i'm gonna go with bliss fort bliss
2: all right i'm
1: carol and i'll go with fort bragg Leave it up to a woman. Sorry. (laughs) Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg is one of the largest training bases, so they're bringing students in at all times.
2: So, yeah. So here's the interesting thing, though. Um, uh, Lewis McCord is actually the largest by acreage. Um, And Fort Bragg is actually one of the smallest by acreage, but it has the most people on it. So I don't know. Does that mean it's, like, not as... They're students. They're They're training. They don't get real nice uh, accommodations. They're all packed (laughs) into barracks and getting their training done. Okay, so so if if you're encouraging people on where they want to go next, maybe that's not where you
1: want to go. If you're very social, maybe you want to go to Fort Bragg, but if you're Well, that's where you're gonna to have to go if you're starting out in the Army and Infantry.
2: All right. Well, don't expect luxury accommodations at Fort Bragg. <laughs> hey, it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are so excited to have the opportunity to celebrate that here on Career Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Carol Eggert, who's retired Brigadier General, and Ed Carr, retired sergeant first class US Army, and they're here from Comcast NBC Universal to provide all of their insider tips on how to get hired in the civilian world. And we are going to just, we're going to go to, like, fire lightning round here of, like, just all solutions. Like, let's like let's just spend the last 20 minutes talking about here, all the the things you need to be thinking about, things you need to do, um, and if you have a question or tip, we would love to invite you into this conversation as well. 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866, or you just want to... Give a salute to these fine men and women who are protecting us and keeping our freedom every day. So we are talking um, over the break about social media. So social media is a big one. Um, and this is something that, that and I often say on this show, if you're not on LinkedIn in a job search, you pretty much don't exist. So what coaching do um, transitioning military get around social media?
3: So LinkedIn, I think they uh, they're great for transition and military members. Um, They actually offer transition military members and veterans one year free premium job seeker uh, subscription.
2: That is awesome. I did not know that.
3: And all they have to do. It's kind of hard to find. So if you go on the regular LinkedIn page, there's not direct uh, links to this. But free you,
2: one year subscription. Free one
3: year and then premium. premium, premium subscription
2: for military members. Check that box. That's awesome. And
3: this 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 uh, subscription also includes their uh, LinkedIn uh, school. We used to be called Linda. I think they changed the name of it recently. But mm-hmm. their uh, their online schooling that's incl- their classes are also included in this uh, subscription. So to, to find it, you just go to you just type in LinkedIn for good, all one word. dot LinkedIn. dot com and then that will bring you to the webpage where you can actually get the uh, the free one year uh, subscription. LinkedIn now, for good. LinkedIn for good. .linkedin.com.
2: Awesome. We will tweet that out.
3: <laughs> so, if you're sitting there and you're and you're thinking what am I going to do? How do I build a LinkedIn profile? Mm-hmm. I really don't understand LinkedIn that well. Is it like Facebook? Is it First of all, it's not like Facebook. Um completely different than Facebook. It may look on the surface like a Facebook-type uh, platform, but the content in there is, is completely different if you're, not, um, if you're not familiar with LinkedIn. But if you go on the LinkedIn for Good webpage, um, there is a tab on there for resources. If you click on the resource tab, they have done an excellent job on a class specifically for military and veterans on how to successfully build a LinkedIn profile And then also how to maximize LinkedIn for your job uh, seeking. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty good. I've actually sat through the class that they do uh, in person, and it's the same class that they have online. It's very uh, step by step, and it's a good class.
2: What is one of the most important things about the profile that they you know they share in that class?
3: Professional picture. That's the. Probably the number one thing that they tell uh, in the in-person class and on the online: uh, make sure that you get a professional-looking photo done. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, it's it's not Facebook, um, so the the one that you you know, um, acting crazy at the ball game might not be the best <laughs> the best photo for LinkedIn. Um, so that is one of the, the top things they say. And then also to another thing that they they put out there a lot is to. Uh, Keep your intro concise on there, because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, they'll ramble on and on and on in that that intro uh, Targeted. Spot. Targeted,
1: concise, Targeted. to the point. Referring to headshots, uh, oftentimes at the hiring fairs, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, LinkedIn will bring... Um, uh, headshot capability, and it's a free headshot when you're at these hiring fairs. So nice. there are places where you can get no-cost head uh, headshots. Another resource to look into is Syracuse University, um, their military and family, uh, Institute for Veterans and Military Families at, at uh, Syracuse. They offer no-cost training in common private sector certifications. So think... Project management professional. Wow. Sherm certifications. Wow. Microsoft certifications, um, and then they will actually pay for one of the certification exams. You can take all the training you want, but they will cover the cost of one certification exam. And
2: these are uh, those are expensive. I've took the Society expensive. of Human Resource Management one. I mean, it's like six
1: hundred dollars, right? And that'll <laughs> give you a. Uh, and you could start that early in your. Transition before mm-hmm. you even get out and mm-hmm. come out with some of those civilian-recognized certifications. Mm-hmm. So that's a great one. Uh, Career One Stop, which mm-hmm. is the Department of Labor, they have a whole section for military uh, community mm-hmm. to help with transitioning. So that that's an important one, task and purpose and military.com. You'll find numerous resources. If you just Google transitioning military, you'll be amazed at the number of resources. So this is where you need to use your initiative to find all these great resources that are out there.
2: This is awesome information. I had no idea about some of these resources in the LinkedIn for free. I mean, that's pretty huge. That's a, that's an expensive subscription right there. So, hey, we are going to continue to talk about all these great resources links. But if you have some you want to add, we would always love to hear from you at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. Hey, are you wearing sunglasses right now? Bet you didn't know this. In 1929, 1929 U.S. Army Air Corps Lieutenant General John Creddy Creddy, did i say that right you guys know asked bausch and lama new york-based medical equipment manufacturer to create aviation sunglasses that would ban sun rays and reduce headaches and nausea experienced by pilots this is how the company ray-ban got its name bet you didn't know that going out tomorrow night now you got a fun party trick we're going to justin in south carolina <laughs> justin welcome to career talk what's on your mind today
0: yeah, I was just wondering if your panelists know anything about um, resources for military spouses. I'm still in, and every couple of years, the Army helps me uh, uproot my wife in the midst of her career.
2: So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's an awesome question. What, is your, what does your wife do, Justin? Marketing. Marketing. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a great question. Um, because we talk a lot about military and resources for military. But we, we sometimes overlook the fact that there are families involved in this and yeah. families are going through very, very similar struggles. So shout out to all of those military families, because your support makes makes all of this possible. So, so uh,
1: I'm glad you asked that question. And the Department of Defense has done uh, a great job at reaching out to military spouses with the understanding strong families make a strong force. And we also understand that most families now are dual-income families. And it's tough for employers. They're not um, always looking to hire military spouses with the understanding they're probably going to move within a a couple years. So there are numerous programs for your spouse. um, And we at Comcast, we make a distinct effort to hire military spouses into virtual jobs, and we work with them to guarantee a position within our footprint that matches their skills, or we help them in transition. But so MSEP, Military Spouse Employment uh, Program, which is a Department of Defense program where spouses can upload their resumes. They can look for jobs. Employers must be vetted and prove they're spouse friendly uh, in order to be on that site. Another one is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Career Spark, directly aimed at military spouses. So, all kinds of programs out there. And more and more, you'll find employers understand the challenges of military spouses, highly educated, highly um, uh, skilled, but often underemployed. So there is an effort. And, and I think your, your spouse will find there's all kinds of programs to help with that
2: great question Justin I know a lot of people think about that and one of the things that um, we're moving into we talked about trends for 2017 earlier in the year is this whole idea of a gig economy and contract workers so I think there are a lot more companies that are recognizing that um, you know hiring people for short periods of time especially Justin you mentioned uh, marketing I mean that's a great skill to bring in bring them in do a project so uh, instead of just making looking for those full-time jobs maybe start searching there's a lot of um, websites out there like solo gig.com that just are looking for contract individuals and that might be a good win-win for both your spouse and the companies but thank you for giving us a call on career talk with that very important question that i know a lot of listeners have we're taking your calls all hour 844 Wharton. that's 844-942-7866 we are very excited to be celebrating military appreciation month today all hour on career talk and we are talking all about solutions. We're we're dedicating the rest of the show to talk about solutions. So we're just talking about social media, Carol. What what are some other things that that um, transitioning military just need to know in terms of landing that job they want?
1: So, um, once again, I'm in. You can tell I'm into studies. I often quote these uh, statistics, but we love that. One of the challenges you'll uh, veterans have reported: sixty one percent of them report that the biggest challenge is deciding what they want to pursue. Mm -hmm. And then you'll find that almost 50% of them leave their first job within a year. So you ask yourself why. And I think it's be, and and then once again, those studies have shown that uh, they leave because it wasn't the job they thought, or they took the first job available financial reasons. They were nervous. So they grabbed a job. So the advice is give it some thought. Think about the, the job you need And not a job. Let's change the word to career. Mm -hmm. You're not looking for a job. You're looking for a career. And it doesn't have to be in the same place, but it's a place where you can apply your skills. And then you're more likely to stay. That improves retention. Um, So, And it's on you to give that thought. One of the challenges I see with some folks that call us is, uh, I've got all kinds of skills. Tell me where I'll fit at Comcast. The right answer to that is I've got all kinds of skills and here's where I think I mm-hmm. might fit in your company. Huge so distinction. you have to do the research to think about where your skills apply to what that company's trying to do.
3: And, and the way you're going to find out a lot of those things uh, uh on that plan is to talk to people outside of the military about what your skill sets are, what your passions are. And there are there's there are actually websites out there that offer those offer mentorship programs that online. So there's like so one in particular is called Veterati. So Veterati V E T E R A T I and it's veterati.com is to go on there. So what Veterati offers is uh, they are it's a uh, online platform that offers uh, to link up mentors with mentees. Majority of the mentors are just regular corporate America people, professional people that Want to give back to veterans, and also this is this this uh, website is also available to spouses too. This this uh, program, uh, and it's free for both sides. Uh, the the mentors offer or volunteer their time. It's one hour blocks, and the mentees they basically go on there. The unique thing is the mentee can select as many mentors as they choose, um, and they can. Um, pick they actually select the mentor that they want. And it's based off of an algorithm and um, you know, you have an online profile. So I actually am a mentor on Veterati. Um, and that's a lot of what the conversations are with the uh, transition transitioned military that I talk to in my mentoring sessions with them is it's a lot of exploration of what do they want to do when they get out of the military. You know, and it a lot of times a lot of times it goes back to project management because I mean, side note, I didn't even know I wanted to be a project manager before (laughs) I got out of the military. And it just actually, Carol had, you know, showed me that, you know, what you're doing already in the military falls in line a lot with project management. And so it's a lot of conversations like that um, that happen in these processes uh, for the mentorship sessions. And I think that helps a lot in unclouding people's uh, minds of which way they want to go.
1: Ed, that's a really good point. Um, in addition to that type of formal networking program and mentorship program, think about all those professional organizations out there that you can join while you're still in. So SHRM, the Society for Human Resources, PMI, the Project Management Institute, um, WICT, um, Cable Telecommunications. So think about your industry uh, associations and join those and start talking to people. Everybody is willing to give informational interviews they'd Mm -hmm. like to help you're not then then you're getting in and talking to people before you're looking for a job right and they can explain who doesn't want to talk about their great company and you're
2: networking so these individuals can introduce you to people inside the companies and say hey this is a great person you know here's some of the things i think they might be fit for talk and then you get hired
1: and (laughs) and i think we really need to change the message from hi, I just got out of the military, what can you do for me? Let's Mm -hmm. not feel entitled. Let's take the time to say, here's where I think I might fit and where I think my skills might enhance what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So switch that around, because we do run into that a little bit. We want to make sure none of us feel entitled. We certainly are a deserving group, deserving Uh of consideration, deserving of understanding, but we're not entitled any more than anyone else is looking for a job. The great thing is, military has unlimited resources to help them find these positions. Yes.
2: Yes. So getting to those resources which was what today's show is all about. And as we as we wrap up and, and come to a close, are there any um Recruiting agencies or other things like that that military um, members should be aware of that you guys have found to be helpful in getting them in touch with employers who are military-friendly?
1: So there are for-profit recruiting companies that don't charge the military member anything. So the employer might pay uh, a fee to use those services. So find those. Recruit military, task and purpose. They're innumerable. And some of them are industry specific. So take a look at that. Um, Once again, Department of Labor, I think, is very helpful. They have a um, skill converter that would help you understand your military skill and how it uh, translates into civilian. So the skills, the uh, services are out there. So
2: we have to wrap up. but I know we had so many great um, websites, links federati all of these different things so i just want to let listeners know we will go ahead and and tweet them out in case yes. you missed the spelling um, at dr don graham so if you've missed any of them or you just tuned in halfway through the show we want to make sure you get all of those awesome resources but if listeners have more questions carol and Ed, where can where can they go more questions on how comcast hires more questions on you know how to get in touch with with some of these organizations
1: oh so we have a great um Career site on Comcast NBC Universal that is directed specifically at our military channel military talent mm-hmm. that will help link to all those resources so don't hesitate to go there and we have a military connect well we'll reach out and sort of handhold through some of this transition process mm-hmm. so I'd recommend checking out companies' military career sites mm-hmm. and here's the thing people can always link in with
2: you as we were talking about how important social media oh, yeah. is um, but be sure to send a personalized linkedin invite so that carol and ed know where you heard from right.
3: them yeah, what's our
1: hashtag ed remind me uh for twitter hashtag- uh, comcast military comcast military hashtag on twitter comcast you'll see all comcast the things military. we're doing
2: awesome and we will we will make sure that we uh we hashtag that on our tweets as well so thank you so much first off for your service for coming here today for all of the amazing tips that you guys shared uh, i also want to thank All of our veterans, their spouses, their families who support uh, this great nation and and go out there and, you know, they have a tough job. So. Please, if you know a veteran member, if you see one in the airport, make sure you, you give them a hug and tell them that we really appreciate it, especially this month. It's Military Appreciation Month. So you've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I'm honored and humbled to have, to have talked to you both today. So thank you, Michelle and Dion. You guys rock, as always. And you can always get more information on the blog, dawnoncareers.com. So we will see you next time.